This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of October 19th, 2020. This week, MMWR published seven reports. One report compares adverse outcomes from patients hospitalized with COVID-19 versus flu. Two reports examine deaths during the pandemic, including COVID-19-associated deaths and excess deaths. Another report finds that socially vulnerable communities are more likely to become COVID-19 hotspots. A theme that runs through these first four reports is the disproportionate impact of COVID-19 among racial and ethnic minority groups. Another two reports highlight COVID-19 public health strategies in two countries in Africa. Lastly, a report looked at how new protocols put in place by Major League Baseball may have prevented a COVID-19 outbreak. In a new report, authors looked at Veterans Health Administration data for almost 4,000 hospitalized veterans with COVID-19 and over 5,000 veterans hospitalized with the flu. Veterans hospitalized for COVID-19 were at higher risk for 17 serious complications, such as heart inflammation and liver failure, than those hospitalized with the flu. The percentage of COVID-19 patients who died while hospitalized was 21%, which was more than five times higher than flu patients. Those who were Black or African American, Hispanic or Latino, and of other races more frequently developed severe COVID-19 complications than white veterans. Both influenza and COVID-19 can result in serious complications and death. However, those who were hospitalized with COVID-19 experienced a higher frequency of complications and death than did patients with flu. Prevention of flu and COVID-19 is important. Wear a mask that covers your nose and mouth in public, stay at least six feet from others, wash your hands, and get a flu vaccine. Another MMWR report describes demographic and geographic trends in U.S. COVID-19-associated deaths reported during May through August 2020. Among more than 110 COVID-19-related deaths, about 5 out of 10 of people who died were non-Hispanic white. Over 4 out of 10 people were Hispanic or Latino or non-Hispanic black, despite being a smaller percentage of the U.S. population. Disparities among COVID-19 deaths have persisted over the course of the pandemic and increased among Hispanic or Latino people. COVID-19 remains a major public health threat regardless of age or race and ethnicity. These results can inform public health messaging and efforts to slow the spread among groups that are disproportionately affected by COVID-19. In another report, investigators looked at the number of people who have died in excess of the expected number of deaths to estimate the impact of the pandemic in the United States. From late January to early October 2020, 
nearly 300,000 excess deaths have been observed. Two-thirds were attributed to COVID-19. The other third were attributed to other causes that may represent deaths indirectly related to the pandemic as a result of disruption in healthcare access or utilization or misclassified COVID-19 deaths. The largest percentage increases in deaths occurred among adults aged 25 to 44 years and in the Hispanic or Latino population. These results can inform targeted efforts to prevent deaths directly or indirectly associated with the COVID-19 pandemic. Communities with higher social vulnerabilities, including poverty and crowded housing, have more adverse outcomes during and after a public health event. A new MMWR found that U.S. counties with greater social vulnerability were more likely to become areas with rapidly increasing COVID-19 incidents. These are known as hotspot counties. This was particularly true for counties with higher percentages of residents from racial and ethnic minority groups and people living in crowded housing conditions, especially in less urban areas. Federal, state, and local partners together can support communities with greater social vulnerability from becoming COVID-19 hotspots. Working together, these partnerships also can decrease persistently high incidence among hotspot counties that are socially vulnerable. An MMWR report released this week focused on Namibia, an upper middle income country located in Southwest Africa. With support from PEPFAR, Namibia is on the verge of HIV epidemic control. Beginning in March 2020, the Ministry of Health rapidly adjusted HIV treatment programs to prevent transmission of SARS-CoV-2 while ensuring continuity of essential HIV services. The plan included facility readiness, multi-month dispensing of HIV treatment, and the expansion of community dispensing of HIV treatment. Namibia's public health strategies may be implemented in other settings where COVID-19 threatens HIV treatment programs. Another report describes the first 100 COVID-19 cases in Zambia, a lower middle-income country in Southern Africa. During March and April 2020, these first 100 cases were detected among approximately 6,100 tested people. Most cases were identified through point-of-entry screening and contact tracing. In addition, testing asymptomatic people, including healthcare workers, in hospitals where people with confirmed COVID-19 were cared for might have reduced spread in healthcare facilities. The early expansion of Zambia's national testing strategy to include asymptomatic people with possible COVID-19 exposures and those with no international travel history helped detect and isolate cases that would have been otherwise missed. For sporting events, people's actions on and off the field are important to prevent the spread of COVID-19 during games. 
Major League Baseball developed new health and safety protocols before the start of the 2020 season following CDC guidance. These protocols include frequent testing to rapidly identify cases, isolation of people who test positive, quarantine of close contacts, mask wearing, and social distancing. Major League Baseball also decided that games would be played without audiences. Before a three-game series between Team A and Team B, a Team A player tested positive for COVID-19 and was isolated as recommended. Over the following week, 19 additional Team A players and staff members tested positive. During the period when people can spread COVID-19, some Team A players and coaches who didn't have symptoms but later tested positive shared the playing field with two teams, B and C. No players or staff on the field from teams B or C later received a COVID-19 diagnosis. Major League Baseball's new health and safety protocols might have limited the spread of COVID-19 among teams. Willingness to adapt sports play based on knowledge of community transmission and adherence to community mitigation strategies might allow sporting activities to resume. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.